Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. Welcome to the show. So glad that you're joining me today. And we are spending this entire week on happiness because God knows we all want to be happy, don't we? I mean, that is a lot of what humans consistently strive for. I mean, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I hope and wish I could suffer all day. We all want happiness. And happiness can feel so elusive to us sometimes. It's how do we find happiness? And so we talked a lot yesterday about the power of smiling and what it does for your body. And I want to just refresh your memory a little bit about it because it really is extremely important to recognize the power of smiling and how contagious smiling is and increasing the happiness quotient for us and how amazing God has made our bodies. That one simple little act of smiling activates all kinds of things in our body and in our brain. And the first thing that it does, it releases those wonderful neuropeptides that fight off stress. So we automatically get a stress relief. And it facilitates the messaging to the entire body what's happening and changing our mood. And we get the feel-good neurotransmitters. That's dopamine, endorphins, and famous serotonin, the feel-good neurotransmitter, that chemical in our brain that we need that helps us manage stress, helps us increase tolerance, and helps us with acceptance. And so you lower your heart rate and your blood pressure, and it relaxes your body when you smile. And we all know how, you know, sometimes we can go out into the world and feel like it's a very dangerous place. And when we're smiling at one another, and those smiles are contagious, we all of a sudden feel like, you know, the world isn't such a bad place. Good things are still happening in our world. And for the most part, people are pretty safe. They're pretty safe people. And I frequently tell clients, you know, the reason that things are reported in the news is because they're newsworthy. And we have now so much um, we, we are able to have so much information that we never used to be able to have. And we hear so many bad things that are going on every hour on top of the hour. And then all through our phone and our technology and our computers are reporting things to us. And we have this tendency to think that the whole world is a very terrible, horrible, dangerous place. And I frequently say to my clients, please remember, if it's in the news, it's newsworthy. That means that it's not happening that often, and that's why it's in the news. So it's really important to recognize that we can make the world around us a friendlier, safer place simply by smiling. And so when I looked up, when I was researching this, and I found this, this place about smiling and what the Bible says about smiling, and it gave us some really cool quotes. And the big thing about 
smiling is that it helps you be thankful. And we ended yesterday's program when I said to you, you know, if you have nothing to smile about today, I want you to smile about the fact that God loves you deeply, forgives you, will continue to forgive you, and wants to be with you forever. So here's some famous quotes that I really like. One says, let us always meet each other with a smile, for the smile is the beginning of love. I like that. The smile is the beginning of love. Smile in the mirror. Do that every morning, and you'll start to see a big difference in your life. I love that quote. So when you're getting ready in the morning, and you're stressed out, and you're running late, you know what? It takes one second, a millisecond, to smile. And it will change your countenance. It will relieve some stress. And it makes you go into your day in a much more flexible, flexible manner. How about this one? Lighten up, just enjoy life, smile more, laugh more, and don't get so worked up about things. You know, I have to read that over and over again because I have a tendency, I can get kind of worked up. I'm a pretty dramatic person. And it helps me to just relax and say, you know what? In the course of eternity, how important is this issue right now? Because the biggest issue is salvation, right? All the rest of this is going to end. All the rest of this will be over at some point. And what will matter is whether or not we know Christ. So think about it this way. Smiling doesn't always mean you're happy. Sometimes it simply means that you're a strong person. Because when things are tough, it's hard sometimes to allow ourselves to change our countenance and to just relax for a minute. You know, if I'm really, really upset and my husband is like, hey, let's just relax for a minute. There's a part of me that doesn't want to. I want to stay attached to my feelings of stress <laughs> and whatever it is that's upsetting me. And so sometimes I need to say, you know, I just do. I need to just take a breath, relax my body, smile and say, you know, overall life still is really good. Even if it's tough, even if there's great sorrow, even if there's stress, even if there's failures, overall, I can still find the goodness. I like this last uh, quote. The most beautiful smile is the one that struggles through tears. See, strong people are able to be thankful. Strong people are able to see past a circumstance. Strong people are able to forgive. And so we can still smile sometimes through our tears. So remember the benefits of smiling because we're wanting to increase our happiness quotient and the benefit is lower blood pressure, better mood, relieves stress, strengthens your immune system, lessens pain, and what's really awesome is it's contagious. It's contagious. So you get a moment of a stress relief. I, I, I tell clients frequently, listen, why don't you smile at someone and let them smile back at you versus going and, and eating something you know you shouldn't eat or taking a drink when you shouldn't take a drink, smoking a cigarette, whatever it is that you're you know, checking out in some manner to relieve your own stress 
in the healthiest way that God has given us to relieve stress, and that is through smiling. So what does the Bible say? Well, Proverbs 15.30 says, A cheerful look brings joy to the heart, and good news makes for good health. So even if we don't have good news, a cheerful look can bring joy to the heart of another who's hurting. So when I look at someone who's hurting or stressed and my countenance is open and accepting and happy to see them, I may not be happy about their circumstance, but I can be happy to see them. And that helps them tremendously. So Proverbs 17.22 says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but depression drains one's strength. And like we've been talking about, this idea of smiling Letting our face relax releases all those neuropeptides, all those wonderful chemicals that relieve stress, and it helps to lessen our depression. And Proverbs 15, chapter 15, verses 13 through 15 says, A glad heart makes a happy face. A broken heart crushes the spirit. A wise person is hungry for knowledge while the fool feeds on trash. For the despondent, every day brings trouble. But for the happy heart, life is a continual feast. That means when we talked yesterday about 50% of happiness can be genetic, but 40%, 40%, we can override the rest of it, is in our countenance, in our thought life in our willingness to get ourselves right side up instead of live upside down. And so I love this. Proverbs 31, verses 23 through 27. It says, Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them, supplies the merchants with sashes. But here's the thing. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. This is what's really important, and I say this to women very frequently, that the best way to help a man relax and the way to look the most attractive is to smile. Men love to see a smile on a woman. It makes them so beautiful. And it doesn't mean you have to be a supermodel to be beautiful. A smile makes every woman beautiful, and it makes every man look safe. So smiling through pain shows strength. doesn't mean that we fake it. doesn't mean that we're dishonest about whatever's going on in our life. But one of the things that God helps us with, he says to us in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, he says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let the steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So God promises us. He says, you know, just count it all joy, and not joy about the circumstance. Okay, there's lots of things that have happened to me in my life that did not bring me. They were The circumstance didn't bring me joy. But the joy that I could find is that God was going to help me through. And if I let him really help me through, I become a better person. 
And so Matthew chapter 5, verse 12 says, Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. And that's one of the best things that we can focus on. And some days, when I've had really rough days, really rough seasons in my life, I really did focus on the fact that one day I will be in paradise. One day. And I can get through these days because it's temporary. And what is very tragic is that there are some people that will resist and refused, refuse Christ. And that means that this life is the best they'll ever have. Where for those of us who know Jesus, this is the worst it's ever going to be. Because one day I'll be in paradise. And that will be my eternity. So Romans chapter 5, 3, and 4, it says, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And so if we let ourselves be joyful in the midst of trouble, we become stronger people. We become better people. And so the last one that I, I, I like this one. This is Romans um, 12, 12. It says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Be joyful in hope. And the hope is our salvation. And we, can, we always have hope where a lot of the world has no hope. And so there's a couple of verses that are prayers that we can say to God about happiness and smiling. And th this one I love. It's Psalms 119, verse 135. It says, smile on me, Lord. Teach me your laws. Think about that. God smiles at you. Because we talked last week about God wanting to be our friend and being a good friend. And so God is your friend. So think about what it means to have the, the creator of the entire universe, the God Almighty, smiles at you. And Psalms um, chapter 31, 16 says, Make your face shine on your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. So you can ask for God to smile on you today. You can say, God, I'm having a hard time smiling. Will you please smile at me so I can, I can have the contagiousness of your smile and I can smile back at the world. And so Psalms chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Many people say, Who will show us better times? Let your face smile on us, Lord. What an amazing prayer to say, God, please smile on us. Smile on me today. I need your smile, Lord. It's a very powerful thing to think about the creator of the universe smiling on you. And being happy that he made you. And not happy because of everything you do. Or every thought you have. Or every behavior you're struggling with. But he's happy that he made you. So when we think about this idea of happiness. And we're going to talk tomorrow about things to not do. If you want to increase the happiness quotient. But I want to talk just a couple of minutes about the difference between happiness and pleasure. And this is an extremely important distinction. 
because pleasure-seeking behavior rarely gives us happiness. It might give us a moment of pleasure, but it doesn't bring lasting happiness. Because remember when we talked about 50% genetics, 40% is what we do, our voluntary actions, and 10% of the happiness quotient is circumstances. And the majority of humans live in the 10%. They keep hoping their circumstances will change and then they will be happy. And it's always the if then. If this happens, then I'll be happy, which means that we get a lot of control to the external world for our own happiness. So oftentimes, what, what, what happens is we confuse genuine happiness with merely seeking those enjoyable feelings. Because happiness is a state of inner fulfillment, not the gratification of inexhaustible desires for outward things. It's like thinking that the universe is a mail-order catalog for our desires and our fantasies. And that somehow, you know, I'm being cheated and they're getting more than I get. And how can they get that much more and aren't they so happy? And when we really think about this, this whole entire concept, you know, even recently we've had very famous, very successful people suicide. I, I mean, you know, the, the Kate Spade, she makes those beautiful handbags. She is so well-known all over the world, very successful, has a family, has a daughter, and she killed herself. And even though intellectually we get the concept that I guess happiness isn't about fame and fortune and appearance, but there's a part of our sin nature that loves pleasure and thinks that pleasure is the way to find happiness. And so it, we have to understand that happiness is, is, is oftentimes equated with this maximizing of pleasure. And some people really imagine that true happiness would consist of an interrupted succession of pleasurable experiences. And this is where we get people that do a lot of self-medicating behaviors. They just want to get high all the time. They want to take a ton of pain medication. They want to drink. They want to gamble. They want to have sex. They want whatever. They want fame. They want fortune, whatever it is. And, and this is really a recipe for exhaustion. It's not genuine happiness. And see, why are we depriving ourselves of the enjoyment of the earth God has made for us? Swimming in the sea, the scent of a rose, the smile of another human, the hug, the gesture, someone being polite to you. So unlike pleasure, genuine happiness may be influenced by some circumstances, but it isn't dependent on a circumstance. It actually gives the inner resources to deal better with the circumstances. When I work on understanding what joy and happiness is versus pleasure-seeking behaviors, I can sustain a positive mental attitude and experience happiness in the midst of great stress or in the midst of, of difficult things or if I have a lack of something. 
or if I have too much of something. I can still have happiness regardless of my circumstances. And when I'm able to do that, then whatever the circumstances that life brings, I'm much better able to deal with. See, happiness is really more a way of being. So an exceptionally healthy state of mind that underlies and suffuses all emotional states embraces joy and sorrows that come one's way. See, this way of being comes together with a cluster of human qualities. And some of these things that help with happiness is things such as an altruistic love. That means I love my neighbor, even if I don't know them. It means that if someone is in need, I'm going to help them even if I don't know them. It's that I love all of God's creation. Another one that really brings about more happiness is compassion, practicing compassion. Having inner peace, and inner peace says that I'm okay with God because God loves me, not because I'm a perfect person. And I have inner peace because I'm going to work on being honest with myself, with other people. I'm going to work on being who God has actually called me to be, created me to be. And my inner peace comes from salvation. An inner strength comes from my willingness to embrace the world on the world's terms, accept the world on the world's terms. Doesn't mean I don't change things that can be changed. But the practicing of acceptance is one of the best ways to relieve stress. I just don't fight with everything. And I don't have to have an opinion about everything. And I don't have to moralize everything. And this can be cultivated. See, happiness is a skill. It really is. And it requires effort. It requires time. And it really is a mind that translates good and bad experiences and circumstances into happiness versus misery. So the happiness, it comes with purging all those mental toxins, such as hatred, compulsive desire, arrogancy, jealousy, greed. These things poison our mind and steal any ability for happiness at all. And it requires that we don't distort reality. And we work on really cultivating wisdom. Because the wisdom piece helps me to know what I can change, what I should change, and what can't be changed that I need to accept. See, the pursuit of selfish happiness, it will fail you. It's a lose-lose situation. In fact, it makes for a bigger deficit, which is why the enemy loves it. See, our desire for happiness, it's legitimate. It is a legitimate need. And we must realize that in the deepest part of ourselves, we do fear suffering, and we are going to aspire to happiness, and I think that we should. But we need to really make sure that we understand how we're pursuing happiness and how we do that, and how we live in a world that has a lot of unhappiness. So I'm glad you joined me today. We're going to talk more tomorrow about things to stop doing in order to have more happiness. 
This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me tomorrow as we talk more about happiness and increasing the happiness quotient. Thanks, Jeremy, for a great job. We'll talk to you tomorrow. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.